Welcome to the Hema Life podcast. This is just a heads up before the pod. In the pod, we're gonna be calling it the Hema Time, but we found out it's been taken, so it's Hema Life instead. We also have a Facebook page up now, and it's called Hema Life. Uh, and we are going to upload uh, episodes uh, bi-weekly. Uh, this one is coming up today on a Friday, but the rest is coming up on Tuesdays. Hello, and welcome to Hema Time. This is the podcast for HEMA practitioners or people interested in HEMA in general or whatever you like about HEMA because we will go through all things about HEMA. Sometimes we might have interviews but mostly we will just go through the latest in HEMA, what's happened, what's the talk, what's the news on the town in the HEMA world or whatever and we will probably miss a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to join and write us stuff, do it. Anywho, I'm Jim Olson and I'm here with Kalle Wiedegren. Uh, hello, my name is Kalle Wiedegren and I've been doing HEMA in, for six years now at the GHFS. And I've been doing it for like eight, nine in the same club. We are club mates. Yep. So, and um, you're also going to have to excuse our um, accent. It will probably be... Hard to understand sometimes, but we're going to do our best to be as clear as possible. And we'll see. Also, the sound might not be top quality. Probably not, since we don't have an expensive gear. But maybe in the future. Yeah, Kelly's now pointing at all the gear he has. But it, it's it's a nice, but it's not like $50,000 worth of gear. This is a nice home studio. Yeah. So the sound will be thereafter. Yep. Anywho. So, on to the HEMA news. The latest in HEMA. Yeah. The latest for me is the armadillo glove. There's been an update now. And I've read a lot about before the update. I haven't heard anything about it after the update. The update happened 5th of February. This recording is on the 24th of February, by the way. Yeah, it's the 24th today. Uh, so I haven't heard anything new. But before, there was mixed critiques from forums that I read. I have only seen it. I haven't tried it in action. I just had it on my hands. So I don't know how good of a protection it does. Yep. But I... I really like how it looks and I would love it to be good because if it is then you probably can change the small parts in it and yeah we're not gonna do a review here the the news is that there's a new armadillo uh, update going on and we hopefully it will be good there's also the same with coning gloves there's um, doing some updates uh, for trying it to have longer durability. So we'll see how it goes with that. Also, there's a comic uh, from 2018. Yep. A comic about Hema. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Actually, not before we talked about it. No, so... me neither. Um, I think it's an American comic. And it's about a girl who moves to town and starts Hema and... Finds herself in HEMA. And I guess there's a bunch of people who can relate to that. Yep. Me. Not Me too. Be, not being the girl part, but... <laughs> Are you sure? To HEMA. Yeah, mostly sure. <laughs> not all the time, you know. Jesus. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, that's the latest in HEMA news, what I'm aware. We haven't... We don't have that big reach... In the HEMA world. Since we're just two people. But it is interesting. Like you having the perspective. Of someone who's. Been grown up in HEMA. Yeah. You have been doing this. You're uh, you 18. I, I'm, I'm soon 18. Um, but I, I started in the youth class. Uh, when I was 12. And yeah. Um, it's a whole other world. When you start in a young age. And go up. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, if you've grown into it, you're you're used to the the situations a lot more. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like hitting people in the head and not be afraid to take, really take punishment. Yeah, exactly. If you need to, 
don't just uh, stiff upper lip yeah like you say sometimes anywho that's it from Hema News. Yeah. Um, if you guys f- uh, find any Hema News you want us to talk about, um, send it to our Facebook page. Uh, we're going to link it in the next episode. Um, we don't have it up yet. Yeah, we're going to make a Facebook page. We're just going to get over ourselves yeah. and uh, do it. So you can, you guys can send in whatever you want, um, at, which is Hema News. Yeah, uh, the, it will probably be called Hema Time in one way or another, this Facebook page and uh, eventually a homepage. Yep. Yeah. Anywho, now we're going to do some readings from Hema Crushes. No, now we're going to do some readings from Hema Crushes and Confessions. Confessions and Crushes. Hema Confessions and Crushes. Are you sure? Yeah. Whichever it is, we're going to do some reading from it. I'm going to and when we, yeah, yeah. it's... Hema Confessions and Crushes, I was right. Yeah, Kalle was right, I was yeah. wrong. So, for everybody who doesn't know about this page, it's a Facebook page. We're not sponsored by anyone, by the way. We're not sponsored by Neyman, <laughs> who else, St. Mark, uh, or Facebook, for that matter. So, we just, we just try to get it all out there. Get it all out there. So... Here is Hema Confessions and Crushes. And this is a page where people can send in to um, someone anonymously a, a confession or if they have a crush on someone. And oh, whatever. Whatever. And nobody knows who runs this page. So no one knows who they are sending their uh, how do you to. say crushes and confessions. And I, I have sent in one and it didn't get in the, in the page. So I guess the guy or girl has a lot of send-ins and I guess he has to do some cleaning as well. I think so, yeah. Amongst these. So anyway, uh, we're going to do some readings from these like every, every episode. And we take out whichever we feel is most interesting. So here goes. Confession number 1375. Hema isn't really fun for me anymore. I'm an extreme perfectionist and it deeply upsets me when I can't move like my classmates. They are mostly so slender and graceful, but I'm a fat klutz who never has the emotional energy to practice, although I try to make time to study technique. I feel like I'm just not any good. So, this is basically, not basically, but this is someone who probably has some issues with not being good directly. Yep. Uh, since you started with well, at twelve. Yeah. And I guess you. I mean, I started when I was what twenty two, twenty three. I'm thirty two. Uh, twenty three, twenty four. I'm not. I, I'm. I have to check this because okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to move around. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Uh, your age. Ah, yeah. Uh, you, since you was grown up in this stuff and started fencing at such an early age. Yeah. I guess that this you have to get over this kind of thing where you have a you're a perfectionist and like if you saw Anders Linnard fence and were like, oh man, I'm not gonna be this good. It's gonna be so hard. You have you ever had those thoughts? Yeah, actually I did, um, but after a point you really need to come over it, and I did, and now I'm uh, not great, but a good fencer, so yeah, I would never be the fencer I am today if I didn't come over that step. Exactly. How it's, do you feel? Um, I've tried not to compare myself with others, just to compare myself with myself, but it's hard, it's always hard. Yeah. Because when you see someone do some really do, cool shit, yeah, and you like it, oh man, how did he get to that point? And like, how how can someone be like that gracious when they fight? I feel like an ox or an elephant sometimes in a in a small store because yeah, you have a lot of gear on you, and exactly. you, you look at some people and they're so gracious. Yeah, like art of pharma, <laughs> people like that. It's amazing. 
Um, so yeah, I, I mean, of course I've had this, but since I've always have had a meh about being a winner, I don't really care. Um, I just want to have fun. My my life goal is to have fun, I guess. Says so the guy who almost get bronze in swordfish. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it was fun. Fair enough. <laughs> it had to be fun. If it wasn't gonna be fun, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I know it's it's a rush too. So I mean, it's it it isn't always fun. Yeah. But it's an how do you say it's a pleasure. <laughs> it is a pleasure. But it's a challenge. Yeah, it's challenge. A challenge exactly. and challenges isn't always fun, but it's it feels good when you either push through and make it or if you push through and not make it yeah. because the challenge is just to get up on the mat and fence and do exactly. your best and if you come from that match winning the bout yeah, good for you if you come from that match losing the bout you probably learn more than if you would have won because yeah, anxiety yeah. worked that way uh, my first tournament and actually my only I lost all my matches but I still learned a great great amount of things and was the one of the best things I've ever done yeah. even, even if I lost all my four matches yeah I so. mean it is still fun to exactly to have the challenges to like push through and get up there on the mat and just do do whatever you want to do yeah. and have fun yeah. and some people I mean you see it in tournaments some people can't have fun because they're all about the winning Exactly. And they get upset when they don't win because they have had this wish, vision in this head, in their head, that they were going to win. And if yeah. you... if you And if you don't win, you just get so mad. Yeah, exactly. Mad or sad, whatever have you. It happens to a lot of people. Yeah. But it's the... Uh, I struggle with this because I feel that if you want to be successful, you have to push yourself. Yeah. But also, if you want to have a fun life, you can't push yourself to anxiety no. and where you feel bad about shit all the time. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's a fine line where you can push yourself but still not be down on yourself when you do bad stuff. You must be like your best friend. Yeah. Like if you do a mistake, you have to forgive yourself for that mistake and try to move on. And one thing this person really like. I needed to learn it too, but like you, you are not other people. You are yourself, and you can only do the best of yourself. Exactly. You, 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 you can't be another person, and uh, that's a really, a really important life lesson. Yeah, I think so, and it's. I think it's good for a lot of people learn this in in Hema. I think, yeah. especially in in sparring and in tournaments where where there's a lot of adrenaline. Yeah. You you get uh, the feeling of accomplishments just being on the mat and surviving it's a weird feeling so yeah poor guy yeah. i hope he finds his way back um yeah. find it funny maybe i mean i was big when i started fencing i think i weighed like 110 kilos or something uh i would never see I, I would never be able to see you uh, like at the uh, 110 kilos now yeah my my max was on 130 oh, but i, I had, would never be able to see you like that right now i had started dieting and stuff before uh, i fenced okay so yeah you can fence just to get into shape i'm in a quite good shape now not yeah. the best shape but still much better than i've been there are some guys in our club that actually are really big and uh, they go they are some of our best fencers and they're like really big and yeah yeah i mean you get sturdy yeah if you're exactly. a good technical fencer and you're sturdy then you will uh, you can do amazing things like under anders forsberg from our club yeah ghfs he is a big guy and he's old he's 50 plus and when i met him like four years ago he's not that active anymore anywho when i met him i could not go into krieg with him i could not go into any kind of wrestling i had to hold my distance and i had to work in and work out fast as fuck because if i didn't then he would get me because yeah. he yeah it was amazingly technical and yeah. you couldn't push him or move him out of the way 
So yeah, you don't have to be in a good shape. You don't have to be fencer. small and skinny. You, no. you 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 can be not. I don't want to use the uh, the word fat, but you can be it. Yeah, you can be fat or skinny. Yeah, or whatever it, you want to be. Exactly. That's the good thing about fencing. Yeah. So on to the next one. This <laughs> is um, from Hema Confessions and Crushes. It's fourteen sixteen, and it's kind of a poem, and it's kind of a tongue breaker. So excuse me if I <laughs> if I botch it up. So here goes. Whenever my matches commence and a hand hit gets through my defense, I then go online about sniping I whine as if you had to have hands to fence. And I love this one because, yeah, like you said, you're everybody's a hypocrite sometimes in their life. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, stop sniping my hands. It's not an important part of my body. And like you said in, in the last sentence, as if you have had. As if you had have hands to fence. Yes, you have 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 to have hands to fence. Yeah. Oh damn. Uh, yes, you have have had hands to fence. Because if you lost fingers or whatever, you probably wouldn't be able to fence with a longsword anymore. If you lose your fingers, just run. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're fucked. Of course, if you change this hand hit for a head hit, of course, you're, you're stupid. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, yeah, you, you don't never want to get hit, even in the hands or whatever. Nope. But if you can hit a hand and not get hit in the return, that's all a plus. Yeah. But I, I, I understand why, why this person is whining so much. Yeah. Some people mix it into an art about yeah. hand sniping. Uh, for like a year ago, I was like, that was the only thing I did in when I fenced because I, I didn't have the encouragement to go in and actually yeah. hit someone because I was too afraid to get hit myself. So, yeah, I know, man. I've I've done the same early yeah. on in in fencing. I did a lot of hand sniping. Yeah, because same. it's it's scary. Yeah, that... to go in really close and yeah. like not get hit. Oof, I've, I've won some bouts just doing that hand sniping things. Yeah. After so the next it. one. Yeah. So this is 1407. I apply the inter... Okay. I apply the interpretation of the masters we study made by rival club. Because I find it more accurate than my own club. Luckily my instructors haven't noticed it yet. So, basically this guy thinks his club hasn't done the right interpretation of the masters they study so he goes to a rival club how I, do you feel about this i actually really love it i think you go I, you should go to diff, as many as many different clubs as you can or have afford to or yeah uh, have the dis, distance to yeah move to um because like you get different trainers you get different people you train with and it only it's only the best uh, yeah. to have different clubs and different mates to fence with i think I agree. I agree. Definitely. You should expand your sparring partners yeah. as wide as you can, as long as you can. It's really funny to like meet people from other world, uh, other um, countries and see how they fence when you fence against them. Yeah. Because at the GHFS we have one type of fencing uh, where we study Lekotan almost, but some other places study something else. And it's really interesting to meet other people and fence. I think so too. Uh, I love meeting people who do Fiora or some other things that I haven't read anything about more Same. than in forums and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think I know the GIF of Fiora, but I probably doesn't know shit. I just know that they have a lot of, uh, how do you say, different angles yeah. of fencing. Exactly. So uh, I feel that, yeah, you should. I mean, you, you he should, should be to... able to tell his instructor. Yeah, if the if the instructor is like, no, you're only allowed to do this <laughs> club, then and then don't go to that club anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, quit that club and start another one. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be. It should be like an open source, you know, programming <laughs> open source. <laughs> the first picture, the um, first comment. Yeah, is. Kylo Ren screaming, traitor! <laughs> hey, it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, up to the next one then. Yes. 
the next one is short and easy. 1406. Meyer did nothing wrong. So, this is controversy. Yeah, controversial. <laughs> yeah, controversial. Thank you. Uh, and, and there's two really good comments. The first one is, at least uh, people should have get, uh, get over it by now. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah, like, exactly. A couple this, of hundred years. Yeah, and, and the second one is, he, uh, his only crime was loving fencing too much and theft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have I don't know much about his uh, stuff except for his longsword stuff and uh, yeah, his fencing stuff. Basically. Yeah, exactly. But as you can read from the comments, he apparently did some bad shit. He, yeah, he. Oh, this this is just um, rumors read from Facebook. So Meyer, please don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> don't travel in time and sue us, please. Um, he got caught or whatever. Yeah, he got caught. Uh, yeah, yeah, he. So the, uh, He's another bankrupt com- his own town. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> because he published some stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this is uh, paraphrasing, but um, I'm unsure. Sh- he apparently did some some kind of mean stuff. Yeah. Okay, that was the last of the Hema confessions and crushes. Yes. Um, for this week, do you have anything else? No, no more from crushes. So we're gonna move on to this week's question. Yeah, what's your question then? So this week's question uh, is from myself. I think that in the future we will uh, take questions from listeners. Uh, like if they want to lift something up that we, we should talk about, mm, yep. they will send it in. But now uh, this week's question is... Which martial art do you think is the best to train to get better at Hema? So which one do you think which one do you think is the best one? Uh, uh, I haven't done much other uh, martial arts than Hema, but I've done some boxing. Yeah. And I don't think boxing is in the top, but I mean it's always good to have footwork. Yeah. But you can that from you can get that from a lot of other sports. sports. Um, is boxing a sport or martial art? Is a sport? It's both. It's both. Yeah. Anywho, he is both a sport and a martial art. Yeah. Anywho, I think that the best to practice besides Hema is either kendo or sport fencing. I will go into kendo first. Kendo because they have almost the same length as a longsword type. Yeah. And they have some similar guards, I would say. I, I just say similar because they vary not the same. Yeah. Uh, and another argument is that Dennis Jungqvist, who is now the world's best longsword fencer, he started with kendo and did that for a lot of years and then went on to Hema. Oh. And it did him good, apparently. Apparently uh, so. I think there's a lot of other stuff, of course. He's a very dedicated Fencer and he trains a lot. Yeah, uh, he can stand in his own living room with a book and just do his own interpretations of stuff with his with his rapier in hand. Exactly. But so, is there anything more that um, you think that make kendo a good sport for? Yeah, Yuma? because you get to hit people. Yeah. Uh, in the head, you get to do slices. You get to practice you know fencing yeah it's a very limited part of fencing since they have they have like different i'm I'm not i don't know much about kendo i've seen some of it but as i remember that you can only hit like the head or the stomach and you have to scream like stomach and screaming and go beside them and you have to run good you can't just hit someone you have to run past them mm. in a good way i think to get the the real points and you have to scream in the right way so it's it's not only about fencing in kendo it's about a lot more it's about so much traditions i guess yeah um it's been boiled down to kendo over hundreds and hundreds of years 
my biggest problem with kendo is the swords because we we use long swords uh, mostly long swords me and jimmy yeah. And they have a pommel in the um, bottom, um, which counter uh, counteracts uh, the weight of the sword. And uh, um, I actually held a sharp katana um, yesterday, and like I don't have any feeling for that sword um, in comparison to a sharp long sword, because it doesn't have the pommel and the weight distribute. Weight dis distribution distribution. Thank you, um, as the long sword has. So that's only a concern for Kendo, but it's something you get used to, I guess. Mm, yeah, I think so. And it's just the thing that you get to use a sword and you have someone who's trying to hit you. Yeah. And I mean, because it's very tense, there are two people standing in the know, like this man can only hit me in the face or in the stomach or do some other. It's a limited way of fencing. Like yeah. you can't parry like this. No. You have to like stand with your sword straight up and out. And if you're gonna do some kind of pairing, you can just like put it a bit on, on the side. Yeah. Um, like I said, I I saw some of Dennis matches, oh. and he he uh, training maybe yeah. I'm not sure training or match, and he did some like wiggling back and forth trying to throw the other guy off. Oh. And like his coach or something was like, no, 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 not this. You can't. You have to keep straight. Hmm. So you the only thing you have to be just faster like. <clears throat> in the head if you see that one starts to do something either back off or strike first uh, that's the that's what i got out of it well, that's another concern with kendo then is that you're not allowed to parry no. if i understand it right and in hema we really need to parry <laughs> yeah so if if you like have trained kendo for 10 years and then start hema then people are just gonna bash your head because you you don't think that you can parry exactly yeah, no, you have to train a pair. Trainy parry. <laughs> you have to train parrying. Yeah, definitely. Do you have another sport you would so, like to train? So yeah, it's the uh, the sport fencing. I think too. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know much. I think you will gain the most from the the training exercises that you learn in sport fencing. You know, like plunges and like really reaching people, like hovad. From Norway, yeah, Howard Eideheim, I think. Yeah. He's from sport fencing, and he's an oh, amazing thruster. Yeah. yeah, he started with like saber and stuff. I oh. think. Uh, this might be a rumor because I just I haven't asked Howard, but it seems so obviously when you see him move. He has an amazing lunge and thrust, yeah, both in saber and yeah. in longsword. It wasn't long that he long ago that he started longsword and just like went straight up like. To the top. So that's why I think sport fencing also works. I don't know if it works because of... Uh, what are you going to ask? Search. Search for... Names. Hobart. What's the search, search ah, command? <laughs> uh, control F. Yeah, thanks. I'm never going to remember that. He's like here, I think. Yeah, there. Hobart is at 22. And he started, like, not long ago at all, so... Yeah, we can actually see how long ago he started. Uh, go down. And he started April 2016. Is that Longsword? Will you go up a bit? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he started yeah. Longsword 2016. And it's already at 22. Yeah. Um, he, like I said, he went just straight up. And he's amazing. Yeah. And it makes, it makes sense, coming from sport fencing and being yep. a good thruster. Uh, I met this uh, Antoni Olbruski, uh, sorry for the name destroying, uh, Antoni, uh, he destroyed me, he destroyed Christian Rukunen and every other person he met there, I think, yeah. and it was, first of all, I think it was his thrusting game, it was, uh, I've never seen it, and when like someone like Christian Rukunen tried to go around and try to counter his thrusting, he was really quick in pairing and counter thrust or counter cutting. Oh. So he, he had like all the things. He didn't just have one like super good thrusting game or super good Sverish game or the things that you have to have to win a big tournament. Yeah. He, he had he had it all. And like we said before with the body part, body type, like he's he's not a big guy. He, he's definitely smaller than me. 
And I think that's why I underestimated him because I, I didn't see any of his fencing up until I met him and he just ran over me like a train man. That's the same thing with our uh, with the Julia Hukala. Julia, Julia Huka. Huka thing in our club uh, GJFS. Um she's like she's not long at all but she's such an amazing fencer. Yeah. Um, she uses her height well. Yeah, or that's true. height disadvantage. Um uh, really good and she's really fast. Yeah, I mean generally you have an advantage if you are uh, longer yeah. or how do you say yeah you're, you're longer yeah, yeah I think longer, longer. Yep. higher is another thing <laughs> you don't want to be high in a fancy match <laughs> no anywho uh, and julia uses this very well she yeah. um, she knows how to swerve someone i'll put this here yeah you can just poke my thigh if you want it yeah, sure. So, um, and it's the same with the Anders Lindard, you know, the main instructor in our club. Yeah. He started in sport fencing, and he's also a really great fencer. Yeah. Well, he's been doing it for like twelve years, but I didn't uh, know that years. he started. Uh, yeah, he actually did. Cool. It makes sense now. Yeah. He, he seems like the that kind of person. Yep. Traditional historical person. So, we're moving on to the Himmer ratings. We, we actually um, are in him. Well, I want to use my... Uh, I, I have another spot, uh, which is yeah, really sorry. good for... I forgot. <laughs> I thought we were yeah, in no. this. Oh, no. I forgot uh, that we were doing this week's question. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> of course. Uh, my... Uh, the sport I've actually... I've done it for like half a year or something. Then some things happened, so I couldn't. But I'm going to continue next year. It's uh, Krav Maga. Um, for... Um, it's really good. It's self-defense uh, mainly, but it's really good for Hima in the way that uh, you, get you used um, to you, yeah you get used to fight. You get used to the footwork and actually hitting people in the head and in stomach. And really importantly, you um, get to learn to wrestle, wrestle, um, because that's a big part in at least my um, longsword fighting. I like I love wrestling, so. Krav Maga is a really good um, sport to train, or martial art to train, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna do longsword, you're gonna be doing some wrestling sometime. Yeah. Uh, standing up, lying down, some yep. some of it. Uh, because it happens that we get too close, and you have to grab the other person's sword, and yeah. smack him in the face, and start, start to wrestle him. And that's so, another really good example of a sport I would I, I loved doing. Yeah, I haven't done Krav Maga, but what I've heard is that they have taken, like, all the sheep shots and put them into one, yeah, like, martial art, like, kick him in the nuts, it, grab it, him by the hair, it'll, kick thro- throat stuff, like... Yeah, like, it, it's everything that, um, it's from the Israel, Israeli army, yeah, trained it, um, for, like, the, the fastest way, the fastest way to take down a enemy uh, in hand-to-hand. There's like kicks in the balls and like drag them down in the floor, kick them three times in the head and then run away. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a good thing to do when it's war. Yeah. So yeah, Krav Krav Maga. Krav Maga. For uh, being able to hit people and get used to the dirty... The dirty fighting of Hemo. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There might be some (laughs) dirty fighting. You might get a cross up where somewhere you don't want it to be. And and then another thing is uh, a really good sport is ringan or hema wrestling. Um, for the times where you actually go into wrestling in longsword or whatever weapon. Yeah. Yes. So, um, next thing we're going to go into is um, the top 10 in, in most of the hema ratings. Yeah. Just to summarize, uh, we think... Officially, yep. that Krav Maga, sport fencing, and Kendo. Kendo is the best martial arts to train besides Hima. Hima. If you guys have any thoughts, uh, leave it on our Facebook page when yeah. we. We love some hate or Lunch. whatever you wanted to express yourself, do it. We're not shy yeah. to, to reply. Nope. Um, so, yeah, if you feel that you have something you want to say or. No, if you feel that you have something you want to put in, yeah. in this discussion, yep. say something like I threatened. If you <laughs> want to say something, come to me, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, as soon as as soon as we have our Facebook page up, like ask questions or put your own th- thoughts on the best um, sport to do. Yeah. Besides Hima. On to Hima ratings. So we're gonna go through uh, not all the the lists, and we're not gonna go through the whole list. Definitely not. Yeah, um, like three thousand fans. Or something <laughs> yeah, something we're gonna later. start at number one <laughs> in this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh well, we're we're gonna take the top ten in the biggest um, fencing uh, f- fencing weapons. Yeah, and we only do steel. Yeah, exactly. uh, we don't do any plastics. Plastics, no. Nylon, nylon swords. We're not gonna count nylon, and we're not gonna count single stick. No. Because it's just, uh, how do you say? I wouldn't say boring, <laughs> like Kalle does. <laughs> but I feel no, that it's not boring, but um, it should it, be, the steel is representing Hema for me for yeah, some, exactly. in some way. Yeah. Because it's it's real. Yeah, it's more, not, more real than like yeah. Island. Yeah, exactly. and you get like the steel, ver- steel on steel contact yeah. is so different from having like a, a wood on wood. Yeah, or plastic on or plastic. Plastic on plastic, of course. So yeah, the do you wanna? Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. And f- f- just remember, like, further on, we're not gonna go through all the lists like every like every this. other time. Uh, it's just gonna go through big changes in the in the ratings. So now you're gonna get to know which the top ten in uh, in all of the Hema ratings. So start at ah oh, no sorry I was me. Number one in longsword for mixed and men uh, because there's some women on this list too since they're yeah. mixed um, is Dennis Jungvist from uh, Kungsholms Historiska Fäktskola. Kungsholms Historic Fencing School for all you English listeners out there, which is probably most of you. Um, and number two is Sergei Kultev from Freifechters Guild. Uh, number three is Martin Fabian, Martin Fabian, I'm sure. Bratislavski Sermajski Spolok. I'm gonna slaughter a lot of names. So, just so you guys know, uh, Hope nobody takes uh, offense. Offense, thank you. So number four in the longsword is Mathis Cool or Tish Cool, as he's known to be called. He's from the club historic. Oh my God, Vrijwechten <laughs> in the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. Number five is Christian Guevara. From Vanguard Swordmanships Academy. Thank God for like an easy name. Easy name, yeah. And number six is Moreno de Ricci. Or Ricci, or probably some other pronunciation. He's from Club Sala de Armi Guardia di Croque. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, number seven is Antone Olbrischke. From Academia Schmerzi. We should probably name the nationality too, right? So, I'm gonna name the nationality. We don't have to backlog it all. Dennis from Sweden. Sergei Kultev is from... Russia? No, oh. this is not Russia. Yeah. Yo, it is Russia. It is Russia. Yeah, that was my mistake. I'm bad at flags, apparently. And Martin Fabian is from Slovakia. Mathis Cool is from the Netherlands. We mentioned that, actually. Uh, Christian Guevara is from Australia. Morino del Ricci is from Italy. Antone Olbrischi is from Poland. So, now we are at number eight. No, nine, right? Arto Fama is oh. number eight. Yep, sure. And he is from Sward and Steen. In Netherlands. And the number nine is Mikkel Rensen. He's from Svard and Steen. They have to have some nice sparring, Arto and Michel Rensen. God yeah. damn. And then and the last in 10th is... Yes. Christopher Goodwin from Australia. He's in Australis Sherma Skola di Spada e Schiabola. 
Why, why, why was know. one Australian name really easy and the other one really hard? I don't know. Is, is there a Spanish speaking? No, that's it, Italian. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, let's so, go to the woman. That's the top 10 of the Longswords men's and mixed division. The top 10 in Longswords women steal. Number one is, this is no surprise, Elena Mussurini. Mussurini. Yeah. I'm yeah. unsure. Sorry, Elena. His, she is from Russia and is fighting from the club Tramazon. Tramazon. Nice name. Probably wrong. Probably butchered that real well. Yeah, yeah, I do like a <laughs> Tramazon. Like American. <laughs> I'm from Tramazon. <laughs> yeah, next no. one. Yeah. Uh, number two from Longsword Women is Miriam Novotna. She is from Slovakia, from the club Trnanski Sarmiski Zek. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even going go into it how bad it is. We're not even going to try. No, we can cut that out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Me talking about it. I'm not going to cut that out. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michele de Orlando is number three. And she fights out of Ordin Delele. Delele? Dele. Dele. Ordin Dele Lame Scaldigeri. <laughs> oh, damn. Yes. Yeah, bro. So. Sis. <laughs> I'm talking to you now, oh, not okay. Michaela D'Orlando. <laughs> I thought she'd thought about from UK, but she, maybe she moved. She's, she's from Italy. No, I know, man, but yeah. she, she's been fighting out oh. of UK. I know oh, this. Okay. I um, but I guess she moved. Number four in this longsword women list is... Marin Brimau. She fight, fights out of France. In uh, Aura Combat Historic Club. And number five is our club member Julia Ullihuka from Sweden, Gothenburg Historical Fencing School. Yay! Yay! Top five at least. <laughs> yeah. Number six is Eleonora Manoni. From Italy, uh, from the club Sala de Marc Achille Maroso. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably gonna get a lot of angry, angry comments. Number really seven. So. Sorry? <laughs> I really hope so. Yeah, me too. Number seven is Sara Vartanen from Finland, from Espo Hema. Yep. The club name, that is. Number from eight. Finland. From Finland, yeah. Good. Number eight, Joanna Koprovska. From Poland, uh, from the club Academia Shemer, sorry, Academia Shemerizi. Yeah, no. Probably. Number nine is Danny Rosmond from Americat. Americat. like you say in Swedish, Americat. <laughs> no, it's from America, sorry, Americans. Uh, from Bold City Longsword. Hooray! Number 10 is Nicole Smith from Canada. From Blood and Iron Martial Arts. Uh, they have a really cool name. Good name. Yeah, I really like it. And then the... In Rapier and Dagger. Mixed Steel. Number 1 is Ivan Novichenko from Russia. From the club Men with Swords. That is a really cool name too. It is. Men with swords. Uh, but I hope they have female swords. I think they do, actually. Yeah. Anywho. Number two. I am not surprised about this. Is Pierre Marco Terminelli from England. The School of the Sword. Uh, I've seen him fight. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Ivan too. Yeah. Uh, but Pierre Marco Terminelli, is, he's, he, his movement is... It's crazy. Yeah, His yeah. upper body can be like touching the ground sometimes. It's, yeah, it's insane. Number three is Kirill Danilov from the White Company in Russia. Number four in Rapier and Dagger is Martin Janisina from Slovakia. No? Yep. Yes, it's Slovakia. I'm starting to learn the maps. No, I'm starting to learn the flags. From the club Soldinieri. Number five in Rapier and Dagger is Heiko Mechbach. 
from oh damn Mechbach. Yeah, I'm unsure. Sorry again. He's from Germany, from Historisches Zwerchfechten Nordhessen. Number six is Dmitri Gibalini Gibadulin from Russia, UKRF. It's a lot of Russians on this list, man. Uh, especially like the rapier and dagger. Yeah, they really like like it. Yeah, and they're good at it as, as fuck. Anyway, number seven is Sergei Kultev, the long sword number three. He is an amazing fencer. And he is from Russia, from the Freifechter Guild. I love the name Freifechter Guild. We have this in Gothenburg too. Freifechter Guild. Yep, we do. But they ha- they have um spelled it how do you say they have taken the words apart i think i'm unsure i'm gonna check this out i think they did yeah can cut this out too anywho number eight is martin belkredi vlek vikek from poland no this is not poland from sick the Czech Republic. The Czech Republic? Yeah, the Czech Republic. Yeah. Martin Belkredi Visek from the Czech Republic. Skola Sermu Paridon. That's the club he is from. Number nine is Vadim Kravchenko from Russia. FFC Paladin. That's a good uh, club name too. FFC Paladin. FFC Paladin. Number ten is Martin Fabian from... Slovakia, Bratislavski Sermiaski Spolok. Um, sure. Is that's the club, and that's the top ten in Rapier and Dagger and Martin Fabian, Sergey Kultev, and yeah, they are top ten in Stongsword too. Yep. That's good, good work. So now we're into Saber. Number one in Saber. Is Dimitri Gebadulin. I've seen him fence from. Uh, he's from Russia. The club is UK, UKRF. He is fast as hell and he dresses very nice when he fenced. He's. I think he is the guy who comes in different. Uh, different. Uh, how do you say? Jamisons. Yeah. He comes in different uh, jackets. Yeah. Every swordfish I've seen him. Oh, cool. Number two. Is Antony Olbrischki from Poland, from Academia Schmerzi. From now on, I'm not gonna repeat the. If I read uh, Antony Olbrischki, I'm not gonna repeat the academy um, he's working from. It's um, it's boring. It's boring, and it's probably not. I'm just slurring the name anyway. Anyway, number three is Evgeny Volod- Volodkov. From Russia, from the White Company. Number four is Alexander Friedrich. Number five is Kirill Danilov. From Russia, from the White Company. Number six is Christopher Goodwin from Australia. Australis Sherma Skula Dispada Eskiabola. I think he was in the Longsword Top 2. I remember that club name. Number seven is Ivan Kasichin. From Russia, from the White Company. The White Company and UKRF are producing amazing one-hand fencers and longsword fencers, apparently. But they top the list in uh, one swords, one-handed. Number eight is Christopher Stansson from Sweden. He's in the club Stockholm's Stigman. Stigman is basically like, um, how do you say, Pathfinder? From Stockholm's Pathfinders, if you want to... Uh, do a translation. Uh, number nine is Vadim Kravchenko from Russia, from FFC Paladin. And number ten is Anton Sherepnin from Russia, from the White Company. And then we have Sword and Buckler. <laughs> and number one in Sword and Buckler is Christopher Stanson from Sweden, from Stockholm. Number two is Lee Smith from Canada, from Blood and Iron Martial Arts. Number three is Evgeny Volodkov from Russia, from the White Company. Number four is Daniel Green from Australia, from Vanguard Sportsmanship Academy. Number five is Antony Olbrischki 
from Poland, from Academia Schmerzi. Number six is Dennis Jungqvist from Sweden, from Kungsholm Historic, Historic Fencing School. Number seven is Alexander Makarov from Waterloo Sparring Group. And he's actually recently moved up from number 10. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Number eight is Mikhail Bakir from Russia, from FFC Paladin. Number nine is Björn Kalander. Björn. Björn Kalander. From Sweden, Stockholm, Stigman. Number 10 is Axel Persson from Gothenburg Historical Fencing School. He's from Sweden also. And the single rapier and last list for us to go through. Number one in single rapier is Francesco Loda from Italy. Academia Academia Romana de Armi. Number two is Daniel Lopez Varela uh, from Spain. From 100 Tolos Hema. Number three is Sergei Kultev from the Freifechter Guild from Russia. Number four is Kirill Danilov from Russia, White Company. Number five, Evgeny Volodkov. This is single rapier for everybody who's wondering, by the way. I think I said just yeah, rapier. Yeah. Um, number six is Alexander Makarov from Waterloo Sparring Group from England. Number that's a cool seven, name too. the Waterloo Sparring Group. Group. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool name. That's a cool name. It's a very and it's easy to understand. Uh, number seven, Manuel Masatelli. Masatelli, from God damn, I can't do it without the fake Italian accent. Manuel Masatelli, not Manuel Masatelli. Uh, he's number seven from Academia Romana de Armi. Obviously Italian. Number eight is Ben Mandelkern. Mandelkern from Wisconsin Historical Fencing Association in America. Number nine is Christian Guevara. Ooh. From Vanguard's Swordmanships Academy, Australia. Number ten is Florian Fortner, Austria. Klingenspeil. Is the name of the club. I think that transfers to... Uh, uh, Wargame, right? Uh, yeah. Wargame. Could Klingen be. Spiel. Yes, I think Klingen. Klingen is the, like the metal part. How do you say? Uh, steel. Steel, yeah. So that's the Kling. Klinga, liksom. Yeah, oh. Yeah, Wargame, probably. Yeah. Anywho, <coughs> so that's all the lists. And like I said, we're not going to go through this tediousness. We're not going to go through the list from top to bottom, like top to ten every time. In the future, we're going to go through like recent changes, if there's something crazy going on. And we will not just go through number one to ten. If there have been a lot of changes, we're yep. going to go through them again. Yep. But if further on, in the HEMA ratings part in this podcast is going to be from... Rank 1 to the last rank. So if someone who is last ranked will go up like a thousand points or something, we will we will say it here. Yep. Like if... if Was it you? No, it was Marcus Berggren, right? Yeah. Who went from like, I don't know, 2,500 to 1,500. And <laughs> that's a thousand... Points. Not points. That's a thousand Exactly. That's a thousand places in rank. And that is crazy. So if something like that happens, we will talk about it and we will see like, we will talk about that person who's done it and how he might have achieved it. Yeah. And If we know it. Yeah, if we know it. Uh, we'll see. Just so you know for the future. And next to upcoming tournaments. So, oh, yeah. uh, the upcoming tournaments in... HEMA world is in Europe at any case um, we're probably only gonna go through the European because we're living Europe we live in Europe we, we're probably we're gonna mention some Americans yeah. of course of course uh, but we don't have much how do you say the Australian tournaments doesn't really reach us more than through like 
some Facebook stuff, maybe. Exactly. But the American tournaments reach at least me, like through forums and through a lot of Facebook status updates and shit. <laughs> you just swallow the sneeze? No. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna talk about the, the tournaments or events that we feel are mention worthy we're gonna try to mention everyone but it might be hard we're yeah. probably gonna miss some we sorry to you if we missed your tournament yeah uh, yeah i mean we're, if, we're, we're trying our best here if you want us to take up your tournament in this part of the podcast please contact us on our hima time facebook page exactly so here are the upcoming events and there, this is f- fun in <laughs> different ways because there are three events in Europe that that goes together like on the same week weekend. Three there there are three tournaments on the same day. Yeah, second of March. Uh, they are the Durschlag in Poland. They will have long sword, saber, rapier, dagger, sword and buckler. I'm I'm actually not gonna really read what they'll have. Except no, I because I know that some of these are is wrong, yeah, so don't. I'm just gonna say the name and what country. So it's the Durschlag 2019. Going to what? In Lodz. Sorry. You're going to it, right? No. No, Lodz. I'm going to Montpellier. Oh yeah. Montpellier, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how the pronunciation is. So, the the thing I know how to pronunciate Restart. is pronunciation. That's Restart. what I know. Sharon. Oh. Yes. So, the European uh, events that are coming up is Durschlag. <laughs> the next event that's coming up is Durschlag in Poland, in the town of Lotz. And it's gonna have longsword and the, the normal stuff. And also on 3rd of March, it's the Bunny Bash in Belgium. Kontish, we're gonna do it again. The European, uh, it's cool, it's super cool. The European events uh, are coming out, and it's three events in the same weekend, and they are Durschlag in Poland, Lodz, and it is Bunny Bash in Belgium, in Kontisch or Kontik, I'm unsure, and it's the drum roll, Durier Turnier im Langenschwert. In Germany, Nuremberg, Nuremberg, Nuremberg. Uh, I should be able to pronounce Nuremberg. So it's these three events in um, the same weekend. Yeah, that's cool. And I mean, Poland, Germany, and maybe not Belgium, but Poland and Germany is pretty close. Yeah. Belgium is not that far, so it's it's good and it's also not good, I guess, since if you want to go to that one and that one. You're gonna miss him. Yep. But it's. I think it's nice that it's so much tournaments that it gets like a lot of tournaments in the same weekend. Yep. And cool. we we maybe we will uh, uh, update you on how these tournaments went. We yep. will see how much information we get. It's hard to find sometimes. Yeah. There's also a tournament in the 9th of March in uh, Slovakia. Yep. In the town of Selina. And they will have longsword and all the normal stuff. Like I said, I don't want to read the the weapons. the weapons. Since I see that some of them doesn't... Uh, have it. Uh, it doesn't... Uh, it isn't correct. Like the Montpellier Hema tournament. It says here that it's going to have epi and saber and rapier. And I'm going to do longsword and saber. And I know they are now epi on this tournament. And it's exact same date as I'm going, so it can't yeah. be another tournament. Exactly. Anywho, so these four tournaments are coming up. So look in the HEMA. Um, how do you say that? Is that Dash? HEMA. Yeah, HEMA Dash European Web yeah. Node. Go, go into HEMA Dash Europe.webnode.cz. Or Google HEMA Europe event calendar and put a put a longsword in there or something in the Google. You, you'll get the thing. Hopefully. Hopefully you'll do. 
And yeah, that's the the Hema news for this time. We'll see um, when it comes to you. Um, do you have anything to add? It feels like we might have have something we might be adding later. And um, you want to take another question? No, no, I'm cool. Yeah. We we played one hour here. Yeah. And we're gonna cut it down. <laughs> it's like forty minutes something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe three minutes of good good talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, see you guys. Um, yeah, thank you for uh, for today. Thank you for you for listening, and have a good time. Yeah. See ya. Bye.